fish. So hey guys, uh, tonight Dan's going to be taking us uh, through uh, Romans chapter 4, and uh, so we're pretty excited about that. So without further ado, I'm going to open us up with prayer, then Dan, you're just going to come on up. Uh, and give us the word. Sound good? Thank you, awesome. Dear God, we just thank you so much for this evening. Uh, God, we just pray that tonight you would uh, open our uh, hearts, open our ears, open our minds uh, as Dan's going to be bringing the word. Uh, God, may we just be richly blessed uh, by the word uh, that you've given him. Uh, so, God, we just thank you and we praise you in your son's name. We pray. Amen. 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 Let's give up for Dan. Ah, so you guys can tell I wore my preaching gear. Um, actively preach the word of God. Yeah. <laughs> come, on, come on, guys. Got a lot more than that. We're just getting started. Uh uh. Whose birthday is it? Oh gosh. Come on, dude. We're on. We're on tape right now. What are you doing? Um, that's Levi. <laughs> All right. Why are you guys so quiet? <laughs> All right, so we're in Romans, Romans chapter four, and um, so Matt spoke last week. Is everybody in Romans chapter four? Is everybody there? I'll pull a Matt if you're there. Say holla, holla. All right. All right, I made it. Matt spoke on verses 1 through 12, and um, it was the title of his message was Just a Faith. And so um, I think, um, gosh, I know everybody in this room, and everybody I think in this room understands that. Um, and if uh, you don't listen to the podcast from last week on SoundCloud, but we've been justified through our faith. We have been made righteous through our faith in Christ that just by simply accepting the free gift of God um, that leads to eternal life, um, we're forgiven of all our sins, past, present, and not only that, but our future sins. And, um, and so just on that note, just uh, kind of reflecting on that in the past week of, you know, we've been justified through our faith, um, I kind of was very convicted in the sense that, that I've been saved, and I've been saved through grace, and um, and I've been very stagnant in my faith. Um, I haven't been growing in my faith, um, and so I want to title the you know the, this message. Um, now what, son? Is <laughs> 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 that pretty good? Uh, you know, gosh, I don't know. I remember who it was, but I'm pretty famous for my titles. Um, <laughs> I'm, just I'm not that arrogant, but, um, but now what son? So, you know, there's that saying is really funny. I know, but <laughs> I laugh at myself a lot guys. Sorry. But now what son? Um, not in the sense of now what son, but like now what son, like now what, now that we've become sons and daughters of God, because the moment that you accept Christ, the moment that you put your faith in Christ, you are literally a son or a daughter. And we talked about it today um, in our intern briefing uh, or, or staff, but is uh, Bella or something, Ahim or a new creation, direct creation of God is Bella Ahim, something like that. Yeah. And so 
And so you are a new creation of God. You are literally a son and daughter of the living God um, right then and there. And so we've been justified. We've been just to faith. And um, the next step is to grow that faith. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of people, um, maybe it's people in this room. I think literally all of us in this room can relate in one way or another to the need of growing our faith still. To the point um, that everybody in this room has become stagnant in one area or another when it comes to growing our faith. And so I really just want to dive into that and growing our faith tonight and, um, and just kind of dive into some ways that we can grow our faith. Um, but first, I think, is the most important part. And um, this is something that um, it was it, at first it was easy to me. Um, and then like soon after it became harder because um, when we get saved and we are, you know, justified by our faith, we get into this point where um, we're like, yes, Jesus, I'm, I'm cleansed. I'm a son of God and boom. And then you just, you know, wipe away of certain things in your life. And when you become saved, but um, shortly after you see that there's so much more that we need to let go of that are bringing us down or holding us down or um, we're still walking in darkness in. And so um, so before we can grow in our faith, um, what I'm saying is that we need to let go of some things. Um, because, um, for example, to grow in your faith, um, how can you grow in your faith when you're still worried about what the people around you think of you as opposed to worrying about what God thinks of you? Um, and better yet, you know, I think a better way to put it is instead of worrying about what everyone else thinks of you, know what God thinks of you. Because it's not, a, it's not even a question about what God thinks of you um, because the Bible tells us that, that he loves us and that he loves us enough to die for us and that he forgives us past, present, and future. That we don't have to work for anything, but it's his grace that has saved us. Um, you know, we could go on and on, um, but I think there are some things we need to know that God, how God views us to be able to grow in our faith. And so I remember being at a certain point in my walk with Christ when I was like, all right, God, man, I'm so, you know, dirty. And, you know, I want to just keep get. I want to let go of all this stuff so I can grow in my faith. And then it came to this point where I got so caught up in, in getting rid of stuff where I neglected growing in my faith. You know, I got so caught up in letting go of stuff um, where I was too busy trying to like let go of stuff to the point where I couldn't even receive from the Lord my growth because he's the one that provides our growth. And so I was just thinking about that. And so when I talk on this and these certain um, situations that we need to kind of let go of, it's not a matter of it's not a matter of working through it, um, you know, in a sense like that. It's more of a matter of knowing that you are no longer a slave to these viewpoints. You're no longer a slave to this mindset or a slave to these sins or the slave to this path that you've been walking in. Um, you know, we can go on and on. That has no power over us. So we don't need to spend so much time thinking about what we aren't or, or what we want to be or what we want to let go of. But, but recognize it and then give it to God. You know, recognize it, give it to God. Um, I think a good way to kind of visualize it is recognize it, put it at the cross, and then leave it there, and then pick up the cross and go carry your cross. You know, but me and Josh were talking about this the other day, and, um, you know, how can we hold on to all this stuff? How can we hold on to the mindset 
of, you know, I really care about what all these other people around me think of me, or, you know, I really want to control my own life still. How could we, how could we ever hold on to those things and then go try and pick up our cross and build our faith? It just will not happen. It cannot happen. And um, so some examples that I was, I was just really seeking the Lord. I was like, God, um, you know, what in my life has I, have I struggled with that I was still walking in death when God says that um, he's given me life and life abundantly and life everlasting. You know, God didn't just die on the cross for me to have life eternally, but he died on the cross for me to have life and life, life everlasting right here and right now. And, you know, my workplace uh, right here, right now, after we leave from here, he calls us and he's freed us and he's given us life to where we don't have to dread going to work. We don't have to dread waking up in the morning. We don't have to dread um, running into certain people, whatever it might be. But so let me give you a few examples Um, is I gave you the example of what um, people think of you. And um, the next one is, um, you know, put to death, give this God um, no longer try and control your life, you know. Um, I was just so around this topic is I was thinking about people before Christ. When you're literally walking in death, you you have no hope, no eternity. You know your eternity is is um, destruction, death and destruction. But um, people are like, you know, man, I'm just gonna. There's two. I feel like there's two viewpoints. People try and control their own life. Make every decision, you know, make sure everything's perfect. Try and control the people around them to make it for their benefit and um, just over-controlling, right? And then there's these people that are like, nah, man, I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm just going to put on cruise control. Whatever happens, happens. You know what? I'm just going to say yes and hope for the best. You know what I'm saying? But I was just really pondering that. And um, now that I've been walking with Christ and I feel like I've done a pretty good job of um, let going of control. Um, and again, some people might struggle with this while others have already, um, you know, these examples, but while others have already moved on from them um, or, or have already grown in them or put them away and started walking in life. But um, I'm just thinking about this, but before you accept Christ and you're just going with the flow, um, you're literally just going with the schemes of the enemy. You're just going with what Satan wants you to do. It's it's not that you're going with the flow and whatever life happen life hap, you know whatever happens happens to you in your life. Um, it's literally just submitting to Satan and having dominion over you and control over you. Um, there's no middle ground. And so when you accept Christ, um, I feel like it's kind of the same way where, just like before you accept Christ, you can either try and control everything. Or, you know, have no control at all. Um, when we accept Christ, we have the option, you know, do you, do you still want to try and control everything? And just kind of walk in that darkness and death because that's what's holding you down from growing. Do you still want to walk in that trying to control everything? Or do you want to understand the truth and understand who is in control? And um, get to know who's in control and submit um, the control um, to God and to let go of that. And... Um, the next one is um, living destructively. Man, um, I think all of us live destructively in one way or another, but um, God calls us to be holy, and God calls us to be righteous. And so um, something that's going to hinder us from growing in our faith that we need to let go of before we can start really growing is a destructive lifestyle. Um, I lived a very, very, very destructive lifestyle before I came to Christ. And by the grace of God, 
I was able to step out of that lifestyle um, and just lay it at the feet of Jesus and start living a, um, a not-so-destructive lifestyle. Of course, I fell short, and I still sin, and um, things happen, but for the most part, I just stepped into the light and stepped into the life that God has waiting for me. And so maybe some people in this room are either still caring about what people think of you, you know, that has hindered you from acting as a son or daughter of the living God. Or maybe that um, you're still trying to control your own life. You're still trying to control your circumstances. You're still, try- you're still trying to control your family and your friends or your, or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever it might be. And um, you guys need to understand that God, He not only wants control, but He ultimately is in control still. And you need to stop trying to take the reins back so you can focus on your faith and your growth and your faith. And so... Um, John chapter 12, if you want to flip over there, we're going to read out of John chapter 12, and uh, I'm just going to start reading here in a sec. It says this, it says, um, we're going to start in verse 27, John 12, 27, it says this, it says, um, now, this is Jesus speaking, now is my soul troubled, and uh, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. I'll read it again, Siri. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Um, But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it. And Whoa. You guys need to step outside. (laughs) Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. And the crowd stood there and heard it and said um, it had thundered. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, um, I will draw all people to myself. Um, he said to show, he said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. Um, so the crowd answered him, "We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man?" So Jesus said to them, "The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness." does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of the light. Um, So now, at this point, you you put your faith in Jesus, right? And you become a son of the light. You become a a son or daughter of the light. You become a son or daughter of God. And then it says, When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them, though they had done so many signs, or though, though he had done so many signs before them. They still did not believe in him, so that the words spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe. Um, For again, Isaiah said, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, um, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Um, Then verse 41 says, Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. And then... um, Verse 42, now, so you've had this experience with Jesus, you've been justified by your faith, and now we want to grow in our faith, right? And this is just um, just kind of showing what we get caught up in, 
and what I think hinders us most when we are um, wanting to grow in our faith. It says this, it says, Nevertheless, many, even the authorities, believed in him. But for the fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. I'm read that one more time. And um, it says, Nevertheless, many, even the authorities, believed in him. But for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. You guys kind of understand what it's saying there and how we can relate this to what we were talking about earlier. Is that, you know, we come to this very real decision to follow Christ and become a son and daughter of God. Um, and that's what these people were coming to. It says, nevertheless, many of them believed. Um, but they were more concerned. So they didn't live out their faith. They didn't grow in their faith. They didn't continue moving forward in their faith because they had fear of the Pharisees and what they thought of them. They had fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. So relating that to you and me sitting around here is that us as children, sons and daughters of God, we cannot, we cannot fear, you know, the people that are looking at us and that are judging us or, or looking at us and condemning us or, or whatever it might be. There can be no fear or even care or, um, or really putting their thoughts of us above God's thoughts above us. It just can't happen. It's just going to hinder us too much. And then it says, um, for they, uh, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. Um, guys, if you haven't noticed already in your walk with, uh, with Christ, um, you're going to be put outside of this world. You're going to be kind of neglected. You're going to be, um, going to be cast out. You're going to be pushed away because what you, what Christ tells us and what Christ desires of us is that, um, and what we want to do, um, is opposite of what the world thinks and what the world wants to do. And so, uh, if you would flip over to Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians 5, five verse 8, it says, um, For at one time you were darkness, um, but now... You are the light in the Lord. You are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So walk as children of light. Move action as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. And uh, for a quick moment, guys, um, growing in our faith, um, we need to still be hanging out with people that don't know Christ yet. Right. And I say yet because the more you hang around them, the more they're going to see Christ in you and the more they're going to desire to know God. Yeah. And so um, that verse isn't saying don't not hang out with unbelievers. It's saying hang out with believers and be a light amongst the believers. Don't partake in the unfruitfulness of the believers, of unbelievers. Yeah. And um Instead, expose them. For it is shameful to even speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. 
for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So, guys, we were dead. We were dead in our sins. We were dead in our trespasses. And just as it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I think many of us, if not all of us, are carrying some sort of death with us, even though Christ has made us alive. I think everybody in this room has something they need to just let go of. Um, whether it's cares of the world, whether it's a, some sin, whether it's um, you know control or motivations in your heart, whatever it is, I think we just need to let it go. Um, I was just pretty wrecked um, this week um, just thinking about how much I was caring about the world around me and what the world around me was thinking rather than knowing what God was thinking of me. Um, I had just unknowingly, I didn't even realize it until God just revealed it to me, but I got so caught up in, um, in really just coming back to a, a darkness, a darkness in my life, some death in my life. And, um, and my one desire was to just go back to the light because how joyful, how fruitful, how amazing it is, is it to walk in the light. And um, whether you've been saved forever or for a long time or whether um, you're not saved, um, there is life and there is a joyful, crazy, awesome life that God calls us to live. Um, a life like the early um, church fathers like Peter and, and uh, John and all those guys and Paul, all these people, that is the life that we're called to live. But first, it takes putting to death things of this world, putting to death the things that are restraining us. And like we're still wearing, I think some of us, if not all of us, we're still wearing chains even though they're unlocked. And you get a choice. You get a choice whether you want to step out of those chains and walk into the light and walk into the life that God has planned for us. And so I challenge you guys because before any very real, very profound, amazing growth in your faith is going to happen, um, you need to submit. You need to submit those things that were at once leading you to death. You need to lay them down. And understand the truth and walk in the truth. Mm -hmm. And so um, once we do that, we get the chance to, uh, to build our faith. And so now getting into growing our faith, getting into growing our faith. How amazing is it that we get to grow in our faith our entire lives? So in Romans, in chapter 4, um, it just talks about Abraham's faith, Abraham's faith, Abraham's faith. And um, I think it's in verse 20, um, but he says... Abraham grew strong in his faith, or grew stronger in his faith, that he was still growing in his faith. He was still growing in his faith, and he was known as, you know, the father of the faith. Um, it just shows me that, guys, we're going to be growing in our faith forever. We're going to be growing in our faith forever. And so, um, quick story, guys. Um, Kenzie didn't know I was going to share this, but, um, <laughs> but I, um, so I used to... I used to work out a lot in high school, and um, if you can't tell, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I used to work out in high school, but I haven't. I probably worked out like probably six times in the last two years, and um, and I've lost a lot of muscle mass and a lot of 
um, a lot of tone and a lot of all that. And so me and Mackenzie, we're just like, you know, what? we're going to start working out. We're going to start eating healthy. We're going to start working out. And we're like, yeah. And so we're going, we get home late last night. It's like nine o'clock and like all day we're telling each other, yeah, babe, yeah, babe, we're going to go work out. We're going to go on a run. We're going to work out for 45 minutes. And we're like, yeah, and we get back to the house at nine o'clock and Oh, babe, I don't know. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> and I just get caught up in that. Oh, but I don't know. But I don't know. And then um, that's just like in our faith, you know, we get so fired up, like leaving here tonight, we could get so fired up on let going of some things and start building our faith. We could get so fired up. Um, but then so Mackenzie, um, she was just like, you know, naturally was like, it's late. I we don't need to work out right now. We can work out tomorrow. And, uh, you know, me, big macho man. <laughs> oh, I just killed myself. That was terrible. But, uh, uh, but I was like, all right, come on. We got to do it. And she's like, all right, yeah, we do, we do, we do. And um, and so we get all our workout clothes on, you know, and we start walking down the hill. We're walking down the elementary school to just go around, like, the school track. And we're going, and we get, the, or get to this point where um, I say, hey, babe, do you want to – do you want to go to this awesome viewpoint? And she's like, no, um, I don't want to be sore for work tomorrow. I was like, come on, come on. And so she starts walking towards the track, and I'm, I'm walking towards the, um, the viewpoint that would take a while to get to. And uh, I'm just like, you know, pride, both of us. She's like, shh, like, who's going to go to <laughs> and then, uh And then so me, this, man, this just shows me that we're a fallen nature. She's going that way, and she goes across the school parking lot, goes along the side of the school, and I'm walking this way. I'm like, ah, she's not coming, is she? And so I I don't go catch up to her. I go around the opposite side of the school, and just because my pride was like, you know what, I'm going to do something else anyways, and I'm jogging around the side of the school. And it was just terrible. But anyways, so, so we worked out, and hopefully we're going to work out again tonight. Um, but we started working out, and man, like the last few days, I didn't think I'd be sore, and me and Ken were talking about it. We're not that sore, but but we still feel like moving around my legs and then my pecs with just push-ups, and I'm just like, geez, man. But but I like it. It's good. I feel stronger. I feel a lot better. I feel, I feel healthier. Um, and so with working out, um, working out just goes along great with building our faith. Building our faith is, you know, the more I kept thinking about it is um, how doesn't working out relate to building our faith? How can we not make correlations? So um, does anybody here um, work out? Levi, I know you don't. Um. <laughs> I was kidding. Does anybody, like, have worked out at all? A little bit, some way or another. So what are some, what are some things you do when working out? Running. You stretch. You stretch, okay. So some key components to working out. You stretch. Um, you know what? Sometimes you need a little warm up before you're building your faith. You need to start. Uh, I think stretching we correlate big time to just pushing away um, the death and getting us ready to start building their faith. What are some other things? Um, every once in a while, I'll get a punching bag and then I'll get a nice little cut out of your face. So, so, so motivation, so motivation, having a, just a nice motivation to just push yourself and work out. Um, so everybody here, I challenge you guys to check your motivation for building your faith. Do you want to build your faith for 
for your own personal gain? Do you want to build your faith for your own reasons to maybe puff yourself up a little bit? Or, or do you want to build your faith because you, you want to glorify God? That's good. You know, That's good. what's your motivation for building your faith? Uh, what else? Come on, guys. Proper hydration. Proper hydration, guys. Um, what does Christ say that he is? He's the living water. Um, he who comes to me will never thirst again. Matt, that was great, man. Never thirst again. Guys, um, along with hydrating is eating the right food. Um, I worked out, you know, two nights ago, and um, and today I had, or yesterday I had McDonald's, and then today I had just a big old Dean's burger, and like, guys, you know, I got to start listening to myself a little bit, but, but anyways, um, we need to be fed by the word of God and we got to know what the word of God says and we need to do it properly. We got to have proper ways of interpreting the Bible and knowing what it says and not twisting it, twisting it into what you want it to say. Um, and hydrating guys, um, hydrating, spending time with the father. Um, have you guys ever worked out when you're just dehydrated or went to a practice when you're just dehydrated or done something very active when you're dehydrated? It is terrible. You just feel lackadaisical. Your mind's not all the way there. Your stomach hurts. Your muscles start cramping up. If you're not spending time alone with the Father one-on-one -on -one in your closet space and getting hydrated, letting the Spirit speak to you, spending one-on-one -on -one time with the Father, it is going to be very tough to grow your faith, but when you do do that, man, your faith is going to grow because you're going to start hearing God's words so clearly and so much more actively yeah, good. and continually. Um, if you abide in me, I will abide in you. Let's be active and continual um, in abiding in God, and he will do it right back to us. We just have to do it. Um, what else? Anybody else? Start your reps slow to work up to... Yeah, yeah, definitely, guys. And um, starting the rep slow, going up to higher weights is maybe you're not going to go up and grab a microphone and go stand on a street quarter, corner with a little boom box and start preaching Jesus um, and seeing what happens. Um, maybe you're just going to go talk to your parents about your faith and start dialoguing about your faith. Maybe you're going to find someone in this room and go get some coffee and you're going to just dialogue with your faith. Maybe you're going to go say, you know what, this week, at one moment, at one opportunity, I'm going to go share my faith with someone when God brings the time. Because God knows and God doesn't expect us to automatically go, boom, let's build our faith like crazy. It's going to take time and it's going to take steps. So guys, um, don't, be, don't get down on yourself if your faith isn't being built up, you know, crazy rapid faith. It's going to take a slow process you're going to start light and you're just going to build up more and more and eventually levi you'll be benching 50 pounds and so <laughs> we're just ping -ponging back and forth let's go let's go um and so i got some other i got some other ones is um is um starting slow and moving you know moving forward moving up but also um pushing yourself um Moving slow and everything and kind of getting into the groove is no excuse for not pushing yourself. You know, you, we need to push ourselves as Christians because when we push ourselves, we step outside of the box and we walk into being guided by the Spirit and we walk into a place where we give God a chance, an opportunity to have divine appointments, divine interventions, all these things to where God can actively um, work through us and within us. Does that make sense? And then... 
we talked about motivation, um, consistency. Man, um, it's going to take a while for me to get back to where I was um, many years ago or a few years ago um, if I'm going to keep working out. Um, it's got to be consistent. If I take three, four, five days off at a time, I'm, I'm not going to grow. I'm not going to grow. Our faith, we should not be part-time Christians. It's good. It's good. You know, I'm calling every single person in this room up. Don't be a part-time Christian. If you're a Christian, your faith is in God, and you are a son or a daughter of Christ, man, don't be a part-time Christian. Every day in the workplace. Taylor, when you're going to work, man, show your faith. Light, let your light shine. Don't care about anything else but glorifying the Father's name. You know, we, guys, there is so much. Imagine, like, take a mental note of this or write it down or make a reminder in your phone, which I figured out recently is the best thing ever. But make a reminder <laughs> that go tomorrow, and um, if you haven't been living um, your faith out day by day to its fullest and stepping out of the box and being consistent and everything, tomorrow, you know, even if you don't walk in faith and give God the opportunity to build your faith and everything, um, just realize and process how much time and how you really effortless it is to walk in that, to build your faith. So tomorrow, go to the store. When you go to the store, look around, look at your cash register and um, see how many different people you could say, hey man, Jesus loves you so much and go on with your day. How many people you could go to? How many, how many um, people you could buy their meal for? They're behind you in the drive-thru at McDonald's like me. Just Oh, man, here, um, pay for the next meal behind me too. Um, you know, we could be growing in our faith. We could be stepping out in faith so much. We could be so consistent. And really, it's just building a habit. It's breaking down those walls, letting go of some things so we can be built up in our faith. Um, another one is um, technique. Um, when you're not using proper technique when you're working out, guys, it's bad for you. It is bad for you. It is very bad for you. Um, I remember running last night, and I don't know if this was from improper technique over the years, but um, yesterday I was like bending down, just like going down like this. My knees just ache, man. And I think that was from maybe bad technique over the years or whatever, but it's going to be damaging. It's not only going to be damaging to you um, practicing bad technique, and um, you're going to maybe get to a point you're like, God, why am I not being built up in my faith um, when you've been just slapping people in the face with the Bible? Um, you know what I mean? Like, God's like, that's why, man. You know, whatever it might be, but your technique needs to be right. Um, um, I think the most important part of our technique is it needs to be out of love, yeah. and it needs to be selfless. Um, I think we could just keep it like that. Um, love, selfless, and for God's glory, not ours. Um, let's have the right technique when we're stepping out in our faith, when we're building our faith. Interpret the Bible correctly. Know why you, what you believe and why you believe it. Um, when you spend time with the Father, um, don't just sit there and, when, and pray and ask for things. Sit there and listen to what God wants to say to you. Sit there and thank Him for what He has done for you. You just go on and on, you guys. Have the right technique. And um, we could, I think we could talk about technique, you know, nonstop. But um, I think it's worthy of searching out. Is um, God, what works and what doesn't work? Show me. Tell me. Um, another one is... Um, is um is your post workout you know after a workout um go get some deans <laughs> I don't know. um guys um eat what's healthy after um give thanks to god when you're done 
see see what God is doing once he grows your faith. See what happens when you step out in faith and allow God to grow your faith. When you let go of all those other things, see what happens. See what happens. And there will be nothing else you want to do but give thanks to God. And so... Um, and so, bringing it back to the scripture, bring it kind of full circle on um, Romans chapter 4. Wop, wop. Romans chapter 4. Uh, Matt talked about being justified by faith last week. And this week we talked about just growing our faith. Growing our faith. And so... Um, I'm going to read from verse 13. It says, For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world um, did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Um, for it is the adherents of the law who are to be heirs. Um, faith is null and promise is void, for the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That is why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring. Not only to inherit the law, but also the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations um, in the presence uh, of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead um, and calls him to, into existence the things that do not exist. Um, I'm just going to stop right there. I'm going to read this again. It says, um, uh, that is why it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all of his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. So not only is faith um, the vessel or, or the mechanic in which um, we are saved, but faith is, um, is God's way, um, is the vessel in which God will bless us. Um, faith is what made God able, that Abraham had faith is what made God able to make him the father of many nations. And so, just in closing, and um, I'm talking about growing our faith, and letting go of things that were holding us back, or holding us down, or hindering us from our growth, guys, is that God has a promise and a purpose for everybody here. He has a purpose every single day, for everybody here. He has a purpose in every single friend group that we're in that are, you know, that are around us. He has a purpose in your workplace. Every single aspect, he has a purpose. And, um, and just like Abraham, Abraham got a pretty dope promise um, of being the father of many nations. But guess what? Your guys' promise is just as awesome. Um, but it takes your faith being built for God to be able to bring it in. Does that make sense, guys? So um, my encouragement tonight is, um, is to let go of what is dead, what is hindering you, and grow in your faith. Take the actions necessary and, um, and just step up in your faith. Become mature in your faith. Um, no longer um, rest on the thought. And um, I mean, always rejoice in the fact that we've been saved through grace, grace by faith. Um, but guys, have the desire and the want to build your faith so that God can bless so that God can work miracles through you, so that God ultimately can glorify His name through each and every single one of us. And, um, and yeah, so let's bow our heads in prayer real quick. Um, dear Lord, God, we thank You. We love You. We praise Your name. God, um, help us to die to ourselves daily. Help us to pick up our cross daily. 
Lord, um, let us live for your glory and, um, and not for the glory of man. God, let us not care about the things of this world um, or the, even the people of this world in the sense of what um, they, th- they think of us matters. God, um, God, just just do a work in us and build our faith and give us the strength and boldness to, um, to step out and do so. And so we pray these things um, in your son's wonderful name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Amen.